0: Hello and welcome to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly Podcast for the week commencing the 28th of June 2021. In Infosec news this week, an underground virtual private network service used by cybercriminals to hide their activities while conducting ransomware attacks, phishing campaigns and other malicious hacking operations has been taken down in a major international law enforcement operation. The service, known as DoubleVPN, offered users the ability to mask their locations and identities, allowing cybercriminals to carry out activities anonymously, according to police. Now its servers and web domains have been seized by a coordinated law enforcement takedown led by the Dutch National Police and involving agencies including Europol's European Cybercrime Centre, Eurojust, the FBI, and the UK National Crime Agency. Double VPN was heavily advertised across Russian and English-speaking dark web cybercrime forums as a means for criminals, including ransomware gangs and phishing operations, to hide their activities, according to a report issued by Europol. The cheapest VPN connection on offer cost just $25, while more expensive services offered what's described as double, triple, and even quadruple VPN connections to criminal clients. Servers hosting DoubleVPN around the world have been seized, and web domains relating to the service have been replaced with a takedown notice, reading, On the 29th of June 2021, law enforcement took down DoubleVPN. Law enforcement gained access to the servers of DoubleVPN and seized personal information, logs, and stats kept by DoubleVPN about all of its customers. DoubleVPN's owners failed to provide the services they promised and kept information Dutch public prosecutor Viteke Korn said this criminal investigation concerns perpetrators who think they can remain anonymous, while facilitating large-scale cybercrime operations. Law enforcement services from Germany, Canada, Sweden, Italy, Bulgaria and Switzerland also participated in the takedown, which was carried out following the framework of the European Multidisciplinary Platform Against Criminal Threats, known as MPact. An InfoSec firm accidentally published a proof of concept exploit for a critical Windows principal vulnerability, which can be abused by rogue users to compromise active directory domain controllers. How this happened is a little messy. If we go back to June 8th, Patch Tuesday, Microsoft issued a fix for CVE 2021 1675, which was labelled as a privilege escalation vulnerability. This security hole could be exploited by a normal user to execute code as an administrator on a system running the print spooler service. Then, on the 21st of June, with no explanation, that classification was upgraded by Microsoft to a more serious remote code execution vulnerability. A group of security researchers, upon seeing that the bug had been upgraded in severity in this way, decided they may as well release their proof-of-concept exploit for a remote code execution hole in the print service, presumably thinking it was now patched. However, it was not. The exploit code that they released targets a bug that's similar, but not quite, CVE-2021-1675, and now it's out in the wild for miscreants to use to commandeer networks. This unpatched bug has been dubbed Print Nightmare, and will likely need a separate update from Microsoft to fully address it. Print Nightmare can be exploited by a malicious or compromised authenticated user to execute code at the system level on a remote domain controller via the vulnerable Windows print spooler service running on that box. This is, needless to say, bad news. Like CVE-2021-1675, Print Nightmare may affect more than just domain controllers. Any Windows installation running the vulnerable print spooler may potentially be at risk. Domain controllers, of course, are a more valuable target but are not exclusively so. InfoSec professionals have begun suggesting on social media that sysadmins should disable the Windows Print Spool service on domain controllers as an immediate mitigation for print nightmare. With one researcher quoted as saying, in my opinion, this is the most significant incident to happen to Windows Enterprise Systems this year, and people need to prioritize disabling this service on domain controllers and mission-critical servers to prevent immediate exploitation of this issue. Stating that this works on a fully patched and updated, as of three days ago, Windows 2019 domain controller, working from any domain user to exploit any network server using this service, which is enabled by default on domain controllers. Ransomware gangs will likely be quick to use this in their attacks, and previously compromised low-value desktops could be used to take control of the entire Windows estate, using this bug to then deliver encryption-grade malware. Once the proof-of-concept exploit code, for print Nightmare, was shared on GitHub by its authors, the Shenzhen-based infosec firm Sang4 Technologies, earlier this week, it was immediately forked and copied by miscreants. The team did take down its code pretty quickly after sharing it, however... At last time of looking, it is available in the Google search cache, and searching for the CVE number on Twitter and other social media returns links to the cached version of the code, forks, and more. If you haven't installed the latest batch of Windows updates on your system, now is a great time to do so and disable the print spool service as well. Depending on your configuration, the June 8th patch may or may not thwart print nightmare. Switching off the spool service entirely and installing the June patches is currently the best course of action. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, or CISA, has issued a notification regarding the critical print nightmare zero-day vulnerability and advises all admins to disable the print spool service on servers not used for printing. In the last days of April, the operators of the Babook ransomware strain announced they were going to focus on demanding a ransom for information stolen from compromised networks, leaving the encryption part of their operation behind, meaning they no longer needed ransomware at all. Now, in the closing days of June, a researcher discovered that the Babook builder used to create the ransomware's unique payloads and decryption modules had been uploaded to VirusTotal. VirusTotal, or VT, is often used as a quick way for interested parties to check whether a file is malicious or not, but it has been a while since malware authors were... Stupid enough to upload their work to VirusTotal to check whether it would be detected by the anti-malware industry or not. The many vendors which cooperate on VirusTotal have access to any files uploaded there, so if their freshly created malware was not detected immediately, it would doubtlessly be after a short delay. Since those days, malware authors have created their own services to run these checks without sharing their work with the anti-malware community. By uploading the builder to VirusTotal, they were basically making the source code freely available. There are a few possible scenarios on why someone would upload the Babook builder. Either someone received the file and did not trust it, so they checked it for malware on VirusTotal. This seems very unlikely that someone would get this file without knowing what it is. Or someone wanted to destroy the Babook operation by throwing their builder under the VirusTotal bus. This only seems likely if one of the competitors or associates wanted to ensure that the Babook operators kept their word and would really stop the encryption part of their business. Or the Babook operators could have chosen this as an odd way to make the source code freely available. Soon after the builder was leaked online, a threat actor began using it to launch a very active ransomware campaign. Starting in the earlier parts of the week, a victim reported on Reddit that they were hit by ransomware, calling itself Babook Locker. Security researchers have also highlighted to journalists that ID Ransomware received a sharp spike in Babook Locker submissions starting on the 29th of June. These victims are from all over the world, and the submitted ransom notes all contain the email address of the threat actor. Like the original operation, this ransomware adds the .babik extension to the encrypted file names, Although compared to the original Babuk ransomware operation, which demanded hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars to recover files, this new threat actor is only asking for .006 Bitcoin, approximately $210 from their victims. Thank you very much for listening to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly Podcast. Please don't hesitate to contact us should you wish to discuss anything outlined here, and thank you very much for listening.